Hello, good evening, everyone. Go ahead and get started. you for this opportunity once again for us to come together and learning um, this lesson on today, God's design for our marriages. And Lord God, for those that are tuning in for the first time, I pray that they receive something. Lord God, for those who are turning and they're applying and they're reading and they're getting it, I pray that they're not applying it to their lives. Lord God, we know that it's hard to come out of a comfortable place, but Lord God, we know that you can do all things through Christ. We, we know that we can do all things through Christ and strengthen us. So God, I ask you to, to strengthen us right now. Strengthen our minds, strengthen our walk, strengthen our zeal, strengthen our will to do what is necessary concerning our marriages. Because, Lord God, we want to be what you called us to be, God. We want to be able to be the wife that you have created us to be. So, God, we love you on today. We bless you and we glorify you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. So, hey, Brother Jesse, good to see you on here. And so, I know some of you um, that has been following me, and um, on, when we first started, and I, I appreciate it, Lord knows I do. And I pray that y'all have been reading and studying and applying these questions to your life, because it's it's one thing for me teaching it to you, 
but it's another thing for you doing it and you that you're doing the work and you're applying it to your life so it's so good to see you on here kiana um i'm not sure who else is on here uh let's see so i do i for me i like to say hello to everybody that tunes in but i know the um, and i said this before when i go to strip yard i'm not able to see you know all of you that come on so i'm not really sure who all um comes on hey uh evangelist valencia how are you woman of god and so i thank you all now listen now i can only tell you all um like i said i can teach it to you i can give you example i can give you testimony i can show you the way but if you're not going to apply it and if you're not going to try your best to do it then it, it just defeats the purpose and and that's the thing it just defeats the purpose so again i say to you all um i say to you all if this is not for you scroll on through because i want to be able to encourage those that will apply it to their lives amen or you may tag somebody that you know is having some issues is, is having some problems so i'm just saying amen so we're gonna go ahead and move forward now on last night i'm not i mean last um friday I'm not going to go back and reiterate on a lot of things. You can always go back and watch Friday's episode or from where we first started. But I gave some questions um, to you all. And so we're going to go right into lesson two. Amen. So, um, so let me just go ahead and reiterate on just a little bit of this. And the questions that were given to you. Yeah, you can have it. That's fine. The questions that was given to you on Saturday evening. Which was, um, let's see where I needed to start. I started right at the um, Parenting with God's Design. For the married women, you were to ask yourselves, have you been guilty of disagreeing with your husband's discipline in front of your children, in his presence, or behind his back? And you were to give an example. What does this teach your children? Um, the next question was, are you applying the principles of oneness, meaning that your husband comes before your children? Married women, the question is, do you put your children first or your husband? Be pacific. Single women, will you be willing to put a new husband before your children? How might it be difficult? Now, and the reason why these questions so far was asking is because of the oneness. Amen? So, the other question was, married women, what do you need to change in your attitude and or actions in order to be one with your husband as you as you relate to your husband and I thought here it is thank you Jesus I wanted to make sure that I had this because some of you don't understand the order and the order is God Christ husband wife children and Christ is the head of the, the of the family husband is the head of the wife and the wife is to teach the children how to love their parents and how to obey their parents this is the biblical order of the family husband is to protect family lead the family provide for the family wife is to comfort is to teach and to nurture and then children are to love parents and obey parents but these concepts these principles are to be taught and so unless you learn it unless you've been taught it then you can't apply it and you won't be able to do it and I know for some reason and listen I was that woman we have a lot of women. I ain't, I ain't putting no man before my kids, and I ain't doing this, and I ain't doing that. Well, you got to learn the difference. 
You got to understand the concept. You got to be able to relate to the principle of what's being taught and what's being given. Thank you. Yes, evangelist. Yes, I was about to ask in that order. And that, and that is, and can I show it again? Can I just show it one more time? We know God is the we know God is the creator. We know God is the the, the main head, the, the head man in charge, okay? Then you have Jesus Christ's son. Then you have the husband, the wife, and the children. Now, and I gave examples on last week about what exactly does that mean? When wives we are to protect our children. Yes, we are. We are to protect our children, but we are not to disrespect our husband. We are not to show anger and malice and discord and bring division concerning the husband and the children. And so many women do that. So many wives do that. And I gave this example. If the father says that they are not to go to the movies, wives, women, we are not to go behind the father and tell the child, it's fine. You can go. I'll talk to your father later about it. No, no, that is wrong. If he has stated that they are not to do this, you are to support your husband and those decisions. Y'all de decisions are, are to be together. Oneness, unity. Here's the difference. If the father is mistreating, abusing, child abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse, whatever the abuse is, yes, you as the mother, you as the wife are to protect your children from that behavior. That behavior, that is what it means. You don't stop your husband from disciplining the children if he's not doing it in the wrong way. And if you and if he does does something that you don't agree with, you pull him off to the side. You go into the bedroom. You go into the car. You go outside of the house. Send the children in their room and y'all have a discussion. Y'all talk about it and try to bring some clarity concerning it. Me, again, I was that woman. No, you're not. Excuse me. No, you're not going to talk to them this way. These are my three. That's your one. You handle and do what you're going to do concerning them. But these over here, you don't talk to them. You don't discipline them. You don't do that. Hush. <laughs> I think my husband over here talking about, mm, 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 hmm, hmm. <laughs> Damn the hush. We got this. I know what I'm doing. I know how to be honest. And where I was when we first got together. <laughs> but now, we're no longer on that spill. But does my children hurt from it sometimes, even when they're grown? Yes, because outside of it all, my husband comes first. Because when the children grow up and they go on about their way and my husband is still here, we still got to have a relationship. We still have a marriage. You know what I'm saying? We still got to love one another. We still got to go over in this area. But so many times, husband and wife is the one that destroys the children, destroys the oneness, destroys the order, the biblical order of family. Because we don't know. We've not been taught. We don't understand. Amen. And so what happens is we find ourselves being broken. We find ourselves being hurt. And then the children will come in. And, and I kid y'all not. I'm telling y'all. Children know how to play both sides of the fence. They, they, they just they know how to play. Especially on us women. Us mothers. Children know how to play on our heartstrings. They do. 
they know how to play on our heartstrings. That's just that's just what it is. They know how to play on our heartstrings. Amen. And so we'll never really understand what's going on in our lives. And so we'll never understand what goes on um, in our marriages with our children. Um, come on, that's how it be at first. I did it with mine's elder. Amen. And listen, and we don't and we don't we don't mean to. We don't. We don't mean to. But but what happens when it's done? Can can we talk about it? What happens when it's done? What happens when we do that? What happens when we don't um what happens when we don't set a boundary? What happens when we don't set a standard? What happens when we don't set order? What happens when we don't set discipline? What happens when we don't even agree when we get married? Who's going to be the disciplinary? Or who's going to be the nurturer? Or who's going to be able to do this? And who's going to be able to do that? Because um, when you are, especially when, when, dad, when, when fathers have little girls, they, play, they wear on their heartstrings as well. So, and, I, and again, I said, my youngest daughter, she did it with her, she done it with my husband, you know, our daddy. She, we didn't really get along. She went right over there, he was like, yeah, that, I don't see why she can't do it. This ain't what we gonna do. We ain't, we ain't doing this, no. If I say she ain't going, she ain't going, period. Don't go behind me, talking about where she can go and where she can't go, because you're not gonna let them do it, you definitely ain't gonna let her do it. So you gotta be able not to bring division and discord into your marriage when it comes to your children because especially when you have children you have stepchildren you know what I'm saying you have a ready-made family and they will all get together and try to play on one another to manipulate because that's what some children will do and if you're not a Christian wife if you're not a Christian husband you're going to find yourself being pulled by both directions and we got we got to have wisdom we got to have knowledge and we must have understanding. Amen. So that right there in the, the last lesson of one in parenting with God's design. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are older, they won't depart from it. Amen. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Period. Beat them and they will not die. That means with the rod. That means you're, you're teaching them. You, you're saving their souls from hell. Amen. So summing this up for lesson one. And we're going right into Lesson two on today. We're gonna to go right on into that. Amen. So um, the lady, let me see where. Let me see again. I told y'all the lady. This book was written by uh oh, Kay Daigle. No, I have to pick that up later. And so um, she, she, I need to read this. What she wrote. She says she grew up in a middle class home where my dad worked very hard and my mom stayed at home. While my family did not have extravagant tastes and big spending habits. My parents did provide me with most everything I wanted, including a four-year college education. Upon graduation, they gave me a brand new car and a bedroom of new furniture for my new apartment. As I worked as a school teacher, my parents continued to give me extras every so often. Although I paid for all of my expenses, in a few years, I met Milton and fell in love. Milton grew up in a family of six children he worked summers as a teenager for spending money and then paid his own way through college. The day he graduated from high school, he was basically on his own financially. We married in our mid-twenties, 
both having had a few years of career under our belts. The conflicts began when my parents continued to give us those extras. I saw nothing wrong with their generosity. Milton saw it as them spoiling me, crossing over into his territory as my provider, and as an as and as an insult to his manhood. I need y'all to listen to this. She goes on to say this reached a crisis when Milton and I were planning a snow skiing trip our first year of marriage. He had some very tacky ski pants he had gotten from Goodwill. He had a terribly ugly ski jacket and he had a vinyl cap with ear flaps for a hat. I was not about to be seen with him looking like a joke. So I hinted to my parents that we would like some new ski clothes for Christmas and of course they were very happy to provide. Well, when Milton found out about it, when Milton found out about this, he hit the roof. He was insistent that he was now my provider as well as a purchaser of our own clothes. And as his wife, I was to respect his wishes in this area. I wanted to stay married to him, and although I loved my parents and their generous hearts, I chose to tell them to hold off on so many gifts and that Milton would provide for us. Of course, my parents in no way felt like Milton was a poor provider. They just loved to give. But Milton, being my husband, was whom I had to choose and to respect. That ski trip was difficult for my pride. He refused to buy anything new to wear for himself, although he let me buy some new ski gear. He looked horrid on the slopes and I have some pictures to prove it. But I believe it was one step I took towards saying I had left my parents and was cleaving to him. One step to expressing my love for him, even if it cost me a few extras. That was good. That was really good. And when I read this, that's where we find ourselves. We don't take, we don't, some of us, don't respect our husband enough to understand that's their way, that's their style, that's their method, that's how they choose to be, and it's no respect, but there are just some men who don't want to be downplayed, especially by their wives' parents or their jobs or their co-workers or any or their friends for even that matter. There are some and we thank you, Holy Spirit. That's just like um, why did I get married too? When, when, um, oh, what was her name? When, um, Sheena, I think that was her name. When Sheena married the guy that fell in love with her in parts one, but then she turned around and helped her ex-husband in those areas, but she didn't say anything to her husband about what she was doing. So then when he came and found out about it, he was ticked off. We let's look at um, a soul food when um, when uh, oh, what's her name? When 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 
Uh, but y'all know I'm talking about soul food. When she went to her ex-boyfriend to get her, her husband Liam a job. And then he's sitting there with that little cigar all in his mouth. And we call our Coke bottle. You know, because it could sometimes, Sheila, thank you. And I said, Sheena, thank you, Sheila, that's right. But then we look at that. And her sister had to come and say, you don't call your ex-boyfriend to get your, your, you know, your new boyfriend a job. You know, you just don't do that. But when you don't know, and it's in this gifts, and she had it, and she had the gifts on her hand. It was like, and she's like, it don't mean nothing. And so, I mean, I mean, the outcome when he slammed the door to her shop, the, all the window pane, you know, the glass came from out of the door. So that right there lets you know some men don't like to be downplayed. They don't like to be looked as they're not. They're you're taking their manhood away from them. I mean, it's just, it's not all men, it's just some men. But if we don't, if we don't have enough respect for our husbands, if we don't have enough respect to understand where they are, and it's not about them providing, it's, just, it's, the, it's the principality of the matter. You know, it's just the principle. You got to know your husband. And if you know there's something that he's not going to like, don't embarrass him. Just like she did, did, listen, hold off on those gifts, you know, don't send it, because if you send it and it comes in the mail, he opens it, it's going to be a wrap, you know, and that's just what it is, right? Slim, that was his name, not not Nim, Slim, but anyway, so we have to look at these things, you know, in our lives that our husband wants to be respected. It's not that they're trying to control us, it's not, that, well, not all men, let me just say, some men, is not, it's not for the control Sorry, I thought I put my phone on vibrate. So, um, it's not for that per se. So, we just got to, um, hold on. And so, hold on, you guys. Sorry. I had an issue earlier, and so, responding. So, anyway. So, you, you just, to sum it all up, you just got to know your husband and if you're and if you're and if you're and if you and your husband is on one accord and y'all been married for a long period of time then you know what he likes and you know what he doesn't like i have a, i have a, i have a, a friend that's i have a um one of my one of my real close friends they're married and you know she buys you know when when she buys his clothes and she goes and buys her clothes and they tend to match that works for them you know, my husband and I, we do it every now and then, but we don't do it all the time because that works for us. I like it. Do I do it because I'm trying to change who he is because of what I see? No. Let's just try it. Let's just see if it works for us. Everything that you may feel bad is not a bad thing. It's just you've not been taught. You don't know. So unless you try it, unless you apply it, how are you going to know if it's going to work or not unless you try it? And see how it works for you. If it doesn't work and he be like, no, I don't like this, doesn't, then don't do it. Respect it and just don't do it. Right? So those last two questions that was in lesson one was explaining your own words, the principle of oneness, of leaving and cleaving as you might teach it to a friend who is having problems in their marriage. And then, I don't know if some of you have done this, but write a paper, I'm sorry, write a prayer dealing with two things. One, confess any sin uncovered by this lesson. Um, it is it is it is sin not to follow God's design. The the question for the the first question for the married woman: Express your commitment to God to take one specific action today or this week to build oneness in your relationship with your husband. Single women, ask God for the grace to be one with your husband when you marry. 
write down specific areas that you might that you might expect to be, that it might be uh, um, sorry that you expect it to be difficult you should know that you should know it that where is it, is it going to where where is it going to express itself you know so that was lesson one and that was dealing with let me go back here lesson one was dealing with god's design for oneness amen so now we're going to go into yep loop uh lesson two and for some of you who are tuning in for the first time or you may see this for the first time um know that listen this is this has been good to, for me because i wanted to do this because it, it takes me back to where when my husband and i we first became married he didn't know how to be a husband i didn't know how to be a wife i, I didn't even want to be a wife but the first 10 years of our marriage was horrible like it was just it was just crazy. It was just crazy because we weren't taught. Some people say, "Well, some things is common sense." No, some things are not common sense when you when you just don't know. Amen. So, lesson two starts today, which is Monday. And so, and let me say this. You know what? And let me say this right here. I need I need to say this. I need to say I need to say this right here because here's the thing. And and, it's, and and it may and I feel like I need to say this because sometimes it, it's it's going to shift. I don't mind helping people. Listen, I don't. I do not mind helping people. I don't. I don't mind helping people. I don't mind encouraging people. But I've learned since last year up until today, I'm just no longer wasting my time. <laughs> I, I I feel that in the spirit. I literally feel that in the spirit, and I and I felt the shift. Even when I started, because what people don't understand is I have a life. I was on vacation with the Graceful Five and I had the best time of my life. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't listen. I know I had to call my husband at one point. In time, I was like, I haven't even called you or even text you. I'm sorry. You know, how you doing? He had just had surgery. And it's not that I, and it's not that I hadn't forgotten him on purpose. And it's not that I didn't even think about it on purpose, but I haven't gone anywhere by myself in so long. I was, I just felt free. My mind was clear. My heart was clear. My spirit was clear. I just felt free. And even my husband, I said, you know, he didn't either. He said, cause I know, I knew that you needed a moment. He said, I know that we got so much going on and you, I know, and I know that you need, you needed this. And I was just so happy about it. Like, I mean, I was ecstatic about it. Amen. So it did me some good. So I don't mind helping people. I don't mind letting you know where you are or where you're not. I don't mind giving you this and giving you that. And the thing about it is growth comes from, no, growing comes from growth now that's noteworthy growing comes from growth and if you're not willing to apply and keep applying it until you master it you'll never grow you'll never get to a place within yourself and i love this lesson that she wrote because she told us in the beginning she literally said and i and i keep repeating this i literally keep repeating this particular thing that she stated and I want to read it again and she said this this here is she said and preparing this study I have learned I have leaned upon the experiences of many women and and am grateful for their personal stories 
so freely given to you. And I love that because she said she she has this for us. She said, we're going to study on scriptures concerning husbands. She said, but this is for you, wives, and for single ladies who desire to be married. I have lots of flaws, and they're not as bad as they were. Let's see, we've been married 27, 20, 27 years. Yes, we've been married 27 years and been together for 28. So in the last 17 years, in the last 17 years yes I, it is so much better and so much greater than where we are today than the first 10 years of our marriage and where i am now i know that it's nobody but god that has me in this place but because we're hurting and because we're being mistreated and we're and because we're being mishandled and because we're being misused and because we're not being treated by the, the way that we feel that we need to be treated then we won't get us we won't clean our own spirit we won't clear our own minds we won't get, we won't get ourselves together we won't put ourselves in a place where god wants us to be so we'll stay broken we'll stay hurt or we'll make some decisions or we'll make some um, choices that goes against everything the word says. Because we feel like God is not moving fast enough. And this is why I told my sister-in-law. I told my sister-in-law this, who's been who's only been divorced once. But I told my sister-in-law this. It, well, her and, and some other women. We were sitting in the car one day. And I said, why would God send you a man and you want to be married? But why would he send you somebody that you're not ready to receive? Why? Why would he do that? He'll send you a good you. I, I, Lord, I want a good man. I want a good man that's going to do this, that, and the other, and woo, woo, woo. But what have you changed within yourself? If you've not changed your attitude, well, can't no man tell me what to do. I he ain't my daddy. Okay, with that attitude, what you're saying to God is, I'm not willing to be submissive. I'm not willing to be subjected to my own husband. That's what you're saying. So why would God send a good man to you? Why would he send you a king and you're not ready to be a queen? Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Why would God send you a king and you're not ready or prepared to be a queen? So then we feel like, well, I know it was God. I said it was God. I know this. But then when it begins to shift, then you blame God. Well, surely this is not God. Surely this is not the way that God wanted my life to be. It, it isn't. Because he just said it. It's right here. God's design for building your marriage so in building your marriage your building can't be half built you can't have a half wall you can't have half steps you can't have half of a bathroom you can't have half of a stove you can't have half of a refrigerator you can't have half of a window a building a foundation of your marriage is togetherness or oneness it has to be a whole it has to be a whole it can't be half it can't be partial it can't be split it can't be three quarters it has to be the whole pie and it has to be a whole pie for you and it has to be a whole pie for him so y'all can have the whole pie together changing you from how you were raised changing you from how you've been taught 
or the things that you've seen from your parents, from other marriages, from other people, but not, but not seeing it from the word of God. The word of God is not going to stir you wrong. So lesson two tells us how to be God's design of a helper. We're the help meet. And in that help meet, we got to pray more in the beginning than, listen, if you got to pray, listen, if you have to pray, and I mean, if you got, if you got to pray, like pray, 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 then you keep praying. You have to keep praying. Period. We have to keep praying. So last week, the memory, the, the scripture you was to memorize and lesson one was Genesis 2 and 24, which came from the New English translation. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and unites with his wife and they become a new family. Okay. This week is Proverbs 31, 11 and 12. And that scripture was also in our lesson for lesson one and last week. And it says the heart of her husband has confidence in her and he has no lack of gain. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. Not all the days of his life, all the days of her life. And for me now, I can say now, I can, I can say today for me that all the days of my life is, is better for my husband. I can say that I am, he can tell you that I am no longer in that place than where I was then and where I am now and whatever issues or struggles or circumstances that we've had, we're able to talk about them. We're able to see them in a different area. We're now able to perceive them in a different way, but we're doing it together. Are we perfect with it? No. Does he have some flaws that I still don't like? He do. Do I still have some flaws that he doesn't like? He does. But does, but does that deter our love for one another? Does that deter the respect that we need to have for one another? Because outside of it, I don't want to disapprove God. I don't want God to be displeased with me. I want God to be pleased with me. I want God to know that I'm able to do what I'm able to do what needs to be done. Hold on, you guys. I, I knew and I thought I put this on vibrate and apparently I didn't. Hold on. Let me see if I'm doing that now. Oh, I hit the wrong thing. That's why. Sorry. So I apologize for that. So understanding God's design. Last week, we looked at God's pre-design for marriage and his plan to make the woman and man one in Genesis 2. Genesis 1 recounts the creation of everything and the days in which God did his work. Then Genesis 2 gives the detail for what God, for what occurred on the sixth day of of creation amen so reading genesis chapter one and let's just go there y'all should have your bibles y'all should have your bibles okay 
Genesis chapter 1, starting at the 26th verse. Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 31. I need to write that here. Genesis chapter 1. 26 through 31. Okay? There. There. There you go. Genesis 1, 26 through 31. And it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Were the sixth day. Now, my thing is, what I liked about this was when he said, let us make man in our image. Yeah, I like that part. So, verse one, I mean, question number one was, let me write this here. Question number one is, who was made in the image of God? Who was who was made in the image of God? Now look at that. Can you answer that question? Who was made in the image of God? Question two. What two jobs? Did he give them as joint responsibilities? Listen. What? go ahead and get these right here these three right here just out of the way so I ain't got to keep stand, uh, stopping okay now question number one who was made in the image of God question number two what two jobs did he give them as joint responsibilities and question number three what were they commanded to do now 
who was made in the image. He said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So who was made in the image of God? Man. Man was made in the image of God, right? So verse 2, what two jobs did he give them as joint responsibilities? He gave them to bless, he said, to be fruitful and multiply and to replenish the earth and to and subdue it. So they had to be fruitful and multiply was one. They had to replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. That was two responsibilities. I mean, I gave a lot. Because I guess two of the main responsibilities jointly was be fruitful and multiply and then replenish the earth and subdue it. Okay? So, um, so yeah. So the two joint responsibilities, they were to be fruitful and multiply. And we all know what it means to multiply and be fruitful, right? So what were they commanded to do? They were commanded to, as I just stated, they were commanded to replenish the earth and subdue it. They were commanded to, um, they were to replenish the earth and subdue it. Those were commandments. So their two, their two joint responsibilities were to be fruitful and multiply. That was their joint responsibilities. And they were commanded to replenish the earth and subdue it. So that they would have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every little thing that moves upon the earth. Okay? So, there, so, there have been various inter, interpret, there have been various interpretations given for the image of God. One idea is that it involves the functions and or abilities given to people that make them similar to God in ways that the animals are not. For example, speech and logical intellectual abilities set us apart from the animals. Another thought is that it involves our rulership over the earth or dominion as God's representatives. Another aspect of the image of God involves community. Just as he relates as three in one, we relate as male and female. Mankind alone is made in the image of God. Therefore, all human life has value. I want to put that right here. Somebody needs to understand that all human life has value. All human life has value. Okay? Now, Psalms 8, 3, and 9. Let's go there. Psalms 8, 3, and 9. Psalms 8, 3 through 9. Get there, Michelle. Psalms 8, 3 and 9, and it reads. Psalms 8, 3 and 9 reads. When I consider thy heavens, the work of your fingers, 
the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands thou hast put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen yea and the beasts of the field the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas O Lord our God well O Lord our Lord how excellent is thy name in all the earth now listen when we look at the vast expansion or the expanse of creation we wonder how God could be concerned for people who constantly disappoint him yet God created us only a little lower than the angels and some translations even say a little lower than God the next time you question your worth as a person or feel down about yourself remember that God considers you highly valuable we have great worth because we bear the stamp of the Creator because God has already declared how valuable we are to him we can be set free from feelings of worthlessness so we must understand that when we see ourselves in the light of his greatness when we look at creation we often we often feel small by comparison to feel small is a healthy way reality but God does not want us to dwell on our smallness. Humility means proper respect for God, not self-depreciation. So you must understand that God gave mankind tremendous authority to be in charge of the whole earth. But with great authority comes great responsibility. If we own a pet, we have the legal authority to do with it as we wish but we also have the responsibility to feed the pet and care for the pet how do you treat God's creation so use your resources wisely because God holds you accountable for your stewardship so God holds us accountable how we treat his creation so if he created us and his in the image of his likeness then we have value even though we may be under him we still have value we still have purpose we're still beautiful we're still worthy right so we don't have a right to mistreat humans because of where we are so in either case we must take responsibility and I like when it said here um, it says right here and I'm gonna write it down with great authority comes greater responsibility
I like that. I like that. With great authority comes greater responsibility. That's just that's just what it is. Amen. So let me get oh god I lost my spot. Hold on. Okay. All right. Now, um, so this is what you have to understand. The word man in this verse refers to mankind, both male and female. God has given women great value and you are equal partners with men created in God's image and given dominion over all the earth. Even though God's image has been defaced because of sin, it has not totally been erased. In the worst of mankind, there is still an element of the image of God. This is, in part, why we are to treat every person with regard and respect. What a wonderful and high calling to represent God in this world and to be given dominion over all we see. Right? So check this out. So that's why in Ephesians... 5 and 21 it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God we are submitting ourselves one to another because we were both created in the image of the likeness of God and because we have been both given our responsibility but in those res responsibilities we must know our role in those responsibilities to be fruitful and multiply, that's our role and our responsibilities, okay? To, um, to, um, to, where do I need to, what did I say? To replenish and subdue it, that's responsibility. That's a commandment. But we're, we're working together, amen? But learning our role as a wife and learning our role as a husband. In spite of what the husband says or does, we as wives must still do and play the part of our role. Because why? God designed us to be a helpmeet. Amen? So, when it says, and when it talks about in Genesis chapter 2, why did God, listen. Let me go, let me go back there. Because I, I, I don't want to keep skipping the important parts. Of what we are learning in this area amen so you know I really appreciate y'all I do Lord knows I do I thank God for you all tuning in and walking this thing with me through here all right so Genesis chapter 2 let me come out of this part right here uh, Hold on, Jack. Hold on. I'm gonna. I need to get to. I know I used to have my other phone on me, and so it's not doing what I needed to do. So I had to just move on from there, right? So. All right, there. Okay. So. 
Genesis. Chapter 2, 7 through 25. Here we go. Okay. Now, Genesis chapter 2. Starting at the seventh verse, and I have three minutes, and then we'll continue lesson two on tomorrow, and then you'll have some. No, let me stop right here. Yep, let me stop right here. So let's do this Genesis, because it's a lot right here. Genesis chapter two, verse seven through twenty-five, and right here, homework. Okay. Here we go. Genesis 7 and 2. We're going to start right there. So, how do you understand God's design by... I'm sorry. I think I jumped way back over there. That's not where I'm at. I didn't came from over there. Okay. So, you're going to have questions. One, two, two questions. I'm just going to give you two questions. Yep, two questions. Okay, so for homework, you're going to read Genesis chapter 2, 7 through 25. That first question is, why did God make the woman? Why did God make the woman? Why did God make the woman? And we and we and you can go back to reference. You can reference Genesis two eighteen and Genesis one. 26 through 28 there give you a little hint right there okay so homework number one why did God make the woman and you can reference Genesis 2 and 18 and Genesis 1 26 28 that's your first question well that's your that's your that's yeah that's your first question um, then I want you to write a prayer of praise to God for his loving creation of you and the value that he places upon your life and the lives of human beings. Right? And so we're going to start. And then I got to write down my starting point, which is not here. Mm, don't have my 8 p.m. So, all right. So, all right. So that's it. I'm done. Go back. Watch the replay. Um, watch the replay. Um, you only have for homework two questions. Well, one question. And then you're going to write a prayer. Your first question of your homework, it will. You're going to read Genesis 2, 7 through 25. 
First question, why did God make the woman? You can reference to Genesis 2 and 18 and Genesis 1, 26 and 28. Then you, you yourself will write a prayer of praise to God. So you're writing this prayer to God for his loving creation of you and the value that he places upon your life and the lives of all human beings. That is what you're going to do. And then tomorrow we're going to continue to pick up on lesson two on God's design of a helper. So know this. So the new Bible commentary explains the companionship of marriage. The husband and wife complement each other. Suitable helper would be better translated. Helper matching him. Example, supplying what he lacks. She, she is his missing rib. Matthew Henry commented on God's choice of a rib to create Eve. Not made out of his head to top him. Not out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be loved. Perhaps this reads a little too much into the rib, but it expresses well the biblical idea, ideal of marriage. Amen. So, so that is your homework on tonight. And if it's God's will, we'll be here tomorrow at 6 p.m., which, you know, that's that's my prayer. That's my plan to be here um, on here. But I also want to read to you all what's happening on August the 30th through September the 1st every night at 7 p.m. My husband and I will be doing a teaching on the hypocrisy of marriage and ministry you do not want to miss you don't want to miss this you don't want to miss it um we're going to be talking about loving understanding honorable harmonious sympathetic compassion humility um you you don't want to miss you don't want to miss this you don't want to miss it it is going to bless you we're going to be coming from luke chapter 12 and 2 Timothy and 4, accountability slash correcting, submitting slash respect, wisdom slash instruction. You do not want to miss. Yes, read this tonight. Yes, read it tonight. Read it tonight. And we're going to and we're going to discuss it tomorrow. Amen. So I don't want you to miss out. On this lesson that's coming <laughs> that's coming and I'm telling you y'all are not going to want to miss this you're not going to want to miss it okay you're not going to want to miss it so again read tonight Genesis chapter 2 verses 7 through 25 study it read it write some questions down um, pick it apart and you're gonna ask, you're gonna ask the question, why did God make the woman? And you can reverence to Genesis 2 and 18 and Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Amen. And then you're gonna write a prayer to yourself. You're gonna write a prayer of praise to God for his loving creation of you and the value that he places upon your life and the lives of human, of all human beings. Amen. And so um, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna start with that. And then we're going to go to um, our previous next questions. 
and I'm this y'all I am loving this this right here I'm loving it but I want to thank you all for tuning in and the reason another reason why I love this because it also after it does this and it, it talks about the parents to be up to be the the, 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 the parenting with God designed as well I'm saying man this thing is good but listen y'all have a good night continue to pray for me and my husband continue to pray for our family that he will continue to keep us covered amen keep us keep us covered amen keep us covered so i love you all god bless you thank you for tuning in thank you for staying in this hour with me um know that i love you but god loves you more and i will see you all tomorrow at 6 p.m right here amen amen